I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Daja Kisubo probably swears like a sailor when she wants to. We can too, when we want to. So if you're not a sailor, please listen at your discretion. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading chapter seven of Cold Fire. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink voice. <laughs> and we're going to need a better mirror. In chapter seven... Jaja goes to Tarad Vascajo's forge. And he's the ugliest man she's ever seen. Ugliest white man. White man. Ugliest <laughs> white man she's ever seen. She wants to use his forge to work on her projects, primarily these gloves. And basically, she has a arrangement set up with him where she gets like forge time and materials in payment for doing work for him so she goes to work on his stuff for a while and then at lunch a runner brings a note from ben uh ben has said that he's agreed to meet daja later at his work tarod and his wife inform us that mora chain treats her servants the way she treats everyone else except mia and jory which is like absolute shit she's a horrible <clears throat> human being and she deserves to die he I'm, also agrees. That's the hot take I'm going with. Yeah, Brittany. That's the hot take I'm going with. <laughs> I saw that. She's face. pretty awful. Like, and she beats her servants because she's a terrible human. And she gets in trouble for it and she doesn't she give does a not fuck. care. She yes. doesn't care. She still <laughs> continues doing it. Tarod agrees that Ben is a hero and he's saved many places in Kagisco. Um, but he does find Ben's obsession with fire to be odd. 
After leaving the forge, Daja goes to visit Ben at his family's shop, which is very cold because Morichain doesn't believe in people staying warm because she's a terrible human being. She's a terrible person and she deserves to die. <laughs> so Daja draws heat from the earth to make the place warmer and she sets about getting proper measurements of Ben's hands. While she works, they talk about all the fires they've been through because that's the thing that they most have in common. Daja tells Ben about the brass mitt that she has on her hand and Ben tells Daja about the family warehouse that burned down out back. So when they're finished, she asks to go see it and it is a blackened hole in the ground. Tells her about, you know, how the fire went down. She's like, oh, well, it burned quickly because that loading tunnel out there was open to the canal and it made air move through the building like bellows on a forge fire. And she suggests that the fire was set. Ben doesn't believe it because... Who would want to burn down an old warehouse that nobody used? Try to cover it up. <laughs> More chain arrives, criticizes Ben because the office is too warm and the lights are on. Ben suggests Daja ride home with them, but she doesn't want to have to deal with that bullshit. She's so like, "Fuck that! Says, no, no. Thanks. I'll walk." <laughs> Okay, so part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. It's where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Do we just need to have a have it out on Mora Chain for a second? Fuck oh Maura my Chain. god, what a Me and all my bitch. homies hate Mora Chain. <laughs> Me and all my homies hate Mora Chain. <laughs> she beats of... her servants, which again shows us just how much Pierce disapproves of like corporal punishment and such. She's like this person's terrible. I want you to hate her. So we're going to throw in that she beats her servants. Also, the the whole thing about her complaining that people get lazy if they're warm or whatever. Yeah. People get too lazy if they're too warm. There are a lot of schools that operate under that. And so it just reminded me of like, oh, yeah, they're like, I, I'm pretty sure I remember Chris saying that like his high school purposely kept the classrooms cold because they thought that kids wouldn't work if if they were warm and comfortable goodwin went to his high school so i don't know if you remember anything like that i don't remember hearing about it specifically but it was pretty chilly sometimes i never actually thought about it but yeah yeah uh, that that is a pretty common technique in a lot of places daja dislikes mora chain so much that she refers to her as drumroll the unpleasant female which is beautiful so now even daja is using that phrase <laughs> i feel like this is our new power as a cloak i'm gonna hand the mic over to Brittany because i know that Brittany has feelings about ben uh, this guy. he's basically toying with daja at this point like she's like oh how'd that happen and he's like i don't know how it happened Motherfucker, you set the fire. You know exactly what happened. Especially whenever she talks about uh, why it went down so fast. And he, he looks startled that she knows. He's like, oh no, I'm caught. Oh shit. But Daja likes him too much to be and he's like, he's such a great guy. Of course he would use this as a training opportunity. No, he did it on purpose. Ugh, he's such a dick. The hints are like, starting to add up and i really don't like where it's leading yeah the, the way he acts about about that fire and like oh you know i'm i'm kind of glad it happened 
this but was a second rate warehouse. But you about that. My people needed a reason to train anyway. They were getting too lazy. There weren't enough fires. Now a fire happened to start, and, and I was like, able to train them. It's it on my... Don't even think about it, Liza. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's sketch. And then when you add that, with the him keeping mementos from fires, which is already a little weird, right? Yeah, you kind of get that, like you know, if you're proud that you able you were able to like stop it, right? He has a hand with a wedding band on it. How is that stopping a fucking that, fire? That That's is fucking weird. weird. That is fuck. That is serial killer shit. What? Like taking trophies. Yeah, it's serial killer shit, and I really am not here for it. It's it's so fucking sketch. He is there for a major heartbreak because she has so much faith and trust in him. He's like, oh my god, of course he would think this is a good thing. Like, he's such a great guy. He's not. He's playing her and she's in for a major heartbreak and it's very sad. He's making she's making him fancy gloves to protect him from the fires that he's setting? (laughs) Fuck! Have I I told you how much I love when you guys speculate? It just gives me and Molly more to talk about (sighs) in private. (laughs) Do we have other things to say about Ben or should we move on to Tarad Viscajo? Oh my god, he's my man! (laughs) You know, he's <laughs> ugly, but he's cool. He is I, such a, I like his wife, too. Though, his wife is fucking cool. Like, if I've ever met a man that's uglier than this guy, I have mercifully forgotten <laughs> what that man looks like, because this man is ugly. I, so just wrote, I just wrote, I love the description of Tarad. Okay, so uh, something that I, I absolutely <laughs> love about that opening, the way Pierce sets it up, this is the ugliest man to have ever existed. Like, there is nothing more ugly than this man. He has nothing going for him in the, the looks department. But he is the kindest, most gentle, most patient person. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. I, too want to be that person i want to be yeah. so fucking ugly that people avert <laughs> their eyes and run away children start crying in terror when i walk down the street but no, i also want no. to be the every, kindest person <laughs> every child in the neighborhood knew the man who looked like a monster would do anything from rescue cuts give coins for sweets so yeah, yeah. children do not avert their eyes and run away screaming they know <laughs> that the monster man is so nice this guy is my hero. Like, I love that he is just hideous, but everybody loves him and respects him because he is so loving and kind and respectful uh-huh. to everybody else. Uh-huh. It's fantastic. And that's obviously why his wife married him, because she's a smart lady. And let's just let's just let him speak for himself. Let's use an example from the text. The, the runner shows up with a note for Daja. So... Tarad first tells Daja, hey, wait, you should probably like keep him here for a second in case you need to respond. So he's kind of giving her advice. And then while she's reading the note, he's like, here, starving child, let me give you as much food as I can pack into your stomach before you leave. Also on top of that, he told Daja, you should read it really slow and so you don't miss anything. And she reads it three times so she can read it slow that way he has time to eat all of it and get a second one 
See, that's that's what I took that more as not so much a uh, advice for Daja to to you know read what was there. It was a hint, hint, let him eat. (laughs) Yes, I mean that's true. Um, I'd forgotten about him saying, "Read it slow, make sure you don't miss anything." Uh, I just remember saying, "Like I just remember that the kid is starving, and we find out that Mora Chain beats her servants, and this guy is just like." Let me do whatever I can for you. And he takes care of his workers. I feel like anybody who owns a, a business and like takes care of their workers is just, they're on the top of my food chain. Okay, but can we talk about what his wife said about the vegetable plates? This is a fucking mother coming out. If you don't eat your fucking vegetables, you're not getting any meat tomorrow and all it's going to be is fucking vegetables. So clear your goddamn plate. Listen. Okay, mom. I'll eat my veggies. Every it's single like, one of them immediately goes, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, but we're going to eat. Well, see, something else that I genuinely like about those two is they're workers. They work in the shop. They're getting paid to do a thing. But they treat them like family, and they take care of them. And they want to make sure that they're good, they're happy, because ultimately, there's a CEO who like completely cut his pay by a lot of it to up the base pay for everyone in his company. Almost immediately, you saw people buying homes, getting married, having kids, and people being more willing to come in and work. You find better work out of people who are not overworked, who are paid properly, who are taken care of. These two know this. They've got that shit on lock. They feed their people. They make sure they're warm. They make sure they're happy. I mean, it talks about <clears throat> one part where he's like one of the most renowned iron worker. And I don't think that's just because of the fact that he's that good. I think it's because of how he treats the people that come through his doors. So, because... Uh, I'm a firm believer that good customer service can make or break a situation. Doesn't matter how good of a product you got if you don't have a good face for it. Right. Like And let's 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 also look at Daja is a fully accredited mage at this point, but she's also still 14. She's still traveling with her teacher. And Frostbun is a smart dude. And so it makes sense that he's going to say, I want you to like learn from these other forge masters. And so I'm going to take you to people who aren't just really good at their craft, but are also just really good human beings because I want my student to have really good role models. And if Daja has role models like that, she's going to be a better teacher for Nia and Jory. So talk about Maura Chain and we've talked about that and we've talked about Tarad. So what other things did you like and dislike about this chapter? We've got the big shit out of the way. Tea. <clears throat> We're gonna go back to tea. Uh oh. Maybe we yes. didn't get the big shit out of the way. <laughs> tea was drunk in the way Daja expected it to be drunk. Cheers to that. I also like how bright everything is and super colorful. And I also like just the the uh, the drop that Sandry is half Nemorese. Like oh, just uh-huh. just. The subtle drop, it's not even a subtle drop, it's just a drop and then continues on. Yeah. Who the funk? Your mention of the, the brightness, the way it's described reminds me a lot of La Boca, which is a neighborhood in Buenos Aires, 
where the immigrants, it was originally the immigrant neighborhood. They, they didn't or didn't have paint all in one color. So what they would do is they would get whatever paint they had and they'd start with one color and start painting the house. And when they ran out of that, they'd go to the next color. And so all of the houses are these like bright multicolor things. And it's uh, like, it's a very distinctive look and I absolutely love it. I was also really surprised to hear her being like, what's with all the weird bright colors? Because traitor culture, as we have seen, is incredibly colorful. Well, mm-hmm. we, we, we see that in clothing for traders and like objects but i think also because they are a traveling people the cultures that they visit are all very different and i don't think a lot of them follow in the footsteps of everything has to be bright and colorful another thing i like is the uh you keep waiting for the black ship to dock we use the phrase the other shoe but Mm -hmm. i i really like just that little bit of cultural world building it's yeah, just, it's it's very fitting for Daja. We we used it in the the first one, the the talking about the uh, the mirror, because if it was a silvered glass, it would shatter every single time more chain looked into it. Which and I I also like the the mark of a born trader was to know when persuasion and discussion were useless. Good lord, if that's not something I need to learn. <laughs> Daja mentions using Briar as a dressmaker's dummy, which Briar mentioned Sandry using him as a dressmaker's dummy. So apparently just all of the girls use him as a dressmaker's dummy, and it's fantastic. <laughs> Not for him, but for everyone else. Daja tested Ben's stove, and she could tell that it was a cheap piece of crap, which I'm sure wasn't his choice, but I'm sure that, you know, his mother's like, oh, let's get the cheapest stove imaginable because it won't be keeping you warm anyways. Yeah, Mora Chain is very ugly. The little servant boy is trying to give the silver coin back. Dodge's imagine Briar is like, she could imagine Briar correcting anyone about such a mistake when he tried to give it back. He's she's like, mm, Briar would have done this. He would have definitely kept that. Yeah, she knows. Uh, yeah, she knows. And then we got mention of Briar's tattoos in this. Whenever Ben is asking what happened to her hand, and she's like, if you want to see something strange, you should see my foster brother's hands. They're strange. He tried to tattoo them with plant dyes that now eat plants, bloom, and grow all over his hands. I'm sure Ben is like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is so fucking weird. So the uh, the British covers for the first four books are all the kids' hands like surrounded by different things. I just, I really want all of them to have something weird happening with their hands so that we can do the second four all the same where you have their hands as the center piece on the covers and then, but so they're all changed. So we have yeah Daja's Brass Mitt and Briar's Vines and then Sandry and Tris need something to happen to their hands. Well, you could use this that I think to mention right here for Daja. Uh, Daja t- takes a pinch of flame um, and then she lets the pinch of fire roll into her palm. They called again on the earth's heat. Her fire seed bloomed to brighten the entire courtyard. That is some fire mage shit. That is so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And then she's able to seep the fire back into her hand and her hand glows orange. It's so cool. She's definitely learned a lot of stuff. Part two, 
is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. What theme or message did you find? The theme I found was kindness. There's a lot of it within this chapter. The first example I see of it is, what, what is the ugly man's name again? Um, he's kind Hello. to his workers. Yeah, that guy. He's kind to his workers, which I don't think should be a kindness. It's how you're supposed to treat human beings, but apparently in this world, that is a huge kindness. Go ahead. When you say in this world, are you talking about our world or Dasha's world? Dasha's world. I mean, it for both, I guess. And the next act of kindness is feeding the servant boy. Uh, Dasha taking her time so he could get more to eat. Another kindness is they don't, uh, Ugly Man doesn't beat his uh, his people, which is also another kindness that should not be a kindness. It should just be a general thing. But, you know, um, that's a kindness here. The Dasha making the gloves for Ben, even though he doesn't deserve them. Also, her heating up the whole place for them to be a little bit warmer. Of course, it's also her being petty towards Marachan, but it's still kindness nonetheless. Listen, pettiness and kindness can go hand in hand. As we see with Dodger right here. I am a good example of pettiness and kindness sometimes go hand in hand. <laughs> and oh, uh, her giving the silver coin to the servant boy too. And then telling him that he could keep it whenever he tried to give it back. The servant boy was also kind of trying to do a kindness because he was like, hey, this is way too much. That's true. I find it funny that Brittany's theme was kindness because I literally wrote theme, colon, secrets, question mark, foreshadowing, question mark, just plain ouch, question mark. Uh, so I feel like that's slight spoilers, but uh, yeah, that's really See, Ben is it. He's your <laughs> Maybe it's more a chain. No, no, no we know likely. the is male, don't we? No, can't be her. Yeah. Britney's was kindness. Molly's was spoilers. Godwin, what ouch. was yours? I literally uh, wrote ouch. Ouch. I wrote this, mine was this essentially kind. Hurt my soul. So I find it interesting that Brittany was like, "Look how nice everyone was," and I was just like, <laughs> "I'm so." Ben was it? Ben was not kind. He was be- he was being an asshole. <laughs> He's toying with her. Like, oh, I don't know how for done. Anyway, continuing <laughs> on. <laughs> what I wrote down was uh, treat your workers right because mm, happy workers same. make better work. But I, that kind of goes hand in hand with kindness too. It, you, you can really see the comparison between how Tarad uh, treats, you know, his workers versus uh, Mora Chain. Even though he's ugly as sin, <laughs> his workers and everyone still respect and like him because he's just very cool, super nice to his people, feeds them like family. He's just a nice dude, mm-hmm. and it's it's cool to see that. In comparison to Maura Chain, who just literally beats her workers, which is not not cool. I I want to be to Rod when I, or his wife. I too. Either I, one. I too wish to be ugly. <laughs> I too <laughs> wish to be ugly. Is said. <laughs> I okay. So Goodwin said earlier, Maura Chain is ugly, and this just reminded me that I have a coworker who told me that with her kids, they do not use the word ugly to refer to physical appearance. They only use it to refer to actions. 
So they don't talk about like people look ugly. They talk about people are ugly, like they're ugly on the inside. And so this is just like a really good like example of that. So mm -hmm. Gerard is the person who is physically ugly, but Laura Chain is the person who is genuinely ugly. Mm -hmm. So mine, mine is kind of a uh, contrast and comparison and circumventing stereotypes. You look at Maura Chain, who has so much money and is one of the wealthiest families in this town. And she treats people like shit. She treats literally everyone like literal garbage. And she's just an ugly person. She's just horrible, awful, terrible person who needs to die in a fire. Maybe her son will do it. I, you know, it would not I was kind of setting it up for one of you two to say something <clears throat> similar. Um, but then you have Tarad, who's very... He looks like a brute. The description of him is very brutish. And something that we equate with that is a low intelligence, a very, like rash behavior and a very you know rough person um but he's just one of these sweetest people and i'm gonna say that's a trope i fucking live for the ugliest people are the kindest souls and the beautiful people are the ugliest inside it's a trope i love circumventing like stereotypes here like we're we're not we we see rich people and like in in our daily lives are a bunch of terrible people the rich people are typically terrible and the ones who have the least amount of money are usually the most giving and kindest this is very much what's going on here and i love it and that's also ties yeah. in with the be nice to your workers how you treat people does a lot about who you are as a person cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Yeah, I was just saying I wish, I too wish to be ugly. <laughs> 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 so there there's actually two that I pulled from this and it is the every child in the neighborhood knew the man who looked like a monster would do anything from rescue kites to give coins for sweets I want to be that person like I want I want to be not known for how I look but by how I act I don't act good all the time and I I should I should act better I should be a better person sometimes it kind of also ties in with dreadful events and her experience led people to do extraordinary things. I say quite often that we're never going to be, we're never going to be as cool as like nuclear scientists. We're never going to be that cool because so there, there's been more than one instance, but I can think of one in particular, there was a nuclear reactor that went south. Like it started to go down. And one of the scientists that was on hand quite literally rushed into where the core room was, removed the core, and shut down everything. He died. (laughs) He didn't make it far past that. But he went in and he pretty much dismantled it to where the reaction wasn't going to be as bad as, like, Chernobyl. So, like... We'll never be that cool. We will never be put to a true test of when it's life is on the line, what are we going to do? I don't think any of us will ever see that. A normal person doesn't. But I also think that we should try to be that person who would run in to dismantle a fucking nuclear reaction gone wrong to save thousands of people. I want to be that kind of selfless that kind of less for me, less for me to feel good about it. Um, I know that there's a part in this where Daja like warns the room and she's like, they might notice it, but I know it. Like, I don't want to be that kind of selfless. I want to be selfless as an I don't think about this. I want to be that person who runs in and dismantles a 
nuclear core. Uh, mine is kind of like yours. Mine is be kind of people whether they deserve it or not. I know Morichan thinks that her people don't deserve kindness because they're just workers or whatever. They work for her. So she treats them like garbage. She doesn't show them kindness. And then we see with, I keep forgetting his name, Ugly Man. He he shows kindness to his people. Um, I would be more like him. Um, be kind to people. Um, don't be like Morichan. Yeah, ugly make ugly face. <laughs> That's so mean though. I wanna be I don't wanna be mean to a sweet man. Beautiful, beautiful soul, ugly face. Yes. Here we go. Beautiful soul man. Um but uh and I could use I guess Daja as an example of this as well, even though she doesn't know that Ben doesn't deserve it. She's being kind of him regardless. <laughs> she doesn't know, but he doesn't deserve it, but she's being kind anyway. Be kind to people whether they deserve it or not. So my personal magic, I really focused on the quote of, from Daja. The mark of a born traitor was to know when persuasion and discussion were useless. Yeah, at some point you just have to uh, save your fucking breath. You know, like you're you're just not going to get through to someone and it's not worth the aggravation and mental distress you give yourself to try to convince someone who cannot be convinced so don't even bother sounds kind of sucky but you instead of trying to educate everyone you can sometimes you just need to focus on your own mental health like there's nothing else you can do I wrote the exact same thing, but I'm going to put a personal twist on it um, because everything you said completely applies. But also for me personally, I have discovered recently, I have this habit. There are like weird little stupid things that I get stuck on that aren't really important. I can't, I, I can't come up with a good example right now, but there are like weird little things that I'll get stuck on where I feel like people haven't understood my argument or like acknowledged my argument. And I just like keep pushing it because I want them to like get it to acknowledge. Yeah. Uh, And it's always really stupid shit that is like, is not like, uh, yeah, like Aladdin isn't actually the main character of Aladdin. And let me tell you why, Um, you know, just stuff about like movies or whatever. Like it's, it's not anything pertinent to anything. And I, I will like start these arguments and I don't really intend to start them, but I, I'm like, I really want to try and catch myself when I do that. So I don't like start arguments with people about really worthless shit. Well then. I genuinely think we all need to get better. Because <laughs> I also feel that because I I will worry something to death. Like, dog with a bone. I just won't stop yeah. until I'm done. Yeah. Like I, uh... me arguing about Kirel. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, record this. <laughs> but that was pleasant. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not an actual thing that we're upset about or something. That's true. Yeah. At the end of our episode, we like to have an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter eight of Cold Fire. In the morning after a round of staff practice with Jory and a good breakfast, Daja returned to her room and brought her gloves in from outside. Carefully, she slipped her fingers between the living metal and the iron forms, then worked the forms out of their gleaming yellow sheets. At last, she set the iron aside and put her creations on. The gloves were much too big, of course, since they were made for Ben's measure. The cold inside and the metal made her flesh ache. She took the gloves off rather than call heat to warm her arms. She didn't want heat near the gloves yet. First, she had to embed signs in metal around the cups, runes shaped from lead for stability and copper for flexibility. Then she would cover the gloves inside and out with a liquid spelled for more flexibility and stability and for strength. Only when that was done could she be safely warmed. Dreaming of fire suits as she wondered how in Trader's name she would create that much living metal, Daja set the gloves upright on their bases. They looked like golden hands grasping for the next rung of an invisible ladder. She went to her Suraku and collected her materials. On her way back to her work table, she froze. The gloves were collapsing in on themselves, returning to their original thick syrup consistency. Pavo, cried Daja. Pavo, Pavo, Pavo. With all her work and with the magic she had used in their shaping, they should have kept that form for a day at least. Their collapse, while still ice cold, meant that gloves of living metal alone would never work. She had to put them on a hard metal frame. It meant hinges at every joint and complex hinges at the wrists to allow side to side motion as well as up and down. With a solid metal frame, her finished creations would be far heavier than she had planned. If gloves couldn't exist on their own, a whole suit of living metal would be a nightmare a heavy nightmare. She put down her metals and oils and kicked her chair in frustration. White hot pain burst through her booted toes. She hopped on one foot, softly cursing in trader talk, Imperial, Haytaris, and Pajuna until she realized she was being a fool. She slumped into her chair to nurse her wounded foot. Darn, he doesn't get to have that. <laughs> Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and good one. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Hello, welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Mary. I've got dogs barking. 
I'm eating taken. And I officiated. <laughs> Today, we're reading chapter seven of Cold Fire. So grab your cup of trader's tea. Or noodles. Or water. And we're gonna eat a box full of trees that are shaped like peeps. I mean, peeps shaped like trees. Wow. <laughs> there we go. Got it. One, one take. Yeah. <laughs> one take good when they call me. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.